Greetings. My name is James Major Burns, and this is The Third Degree with me, James Major Burns. Jame Mayor Camaro. Somebody told me that's how I said it in Spanish one time. That could be it or not. Hopefully it's not offensive. Hey, guys, how are you doing today? <laughs> this is me, James Major Burns, again, if you didn't hear it the first time. And we are here to talk about several things. First, you already know what's up. And so I leave here. Come see Shrek the Musical at La Comedia Dinner Theater until August 11th. We're here. We got several more shows, for a little over 14. We got like 18 shows or so to go. And um, it's been a long run and a very great run. And I'm pleased with everything thus far. It's still two and a half weeks to mess it up. It's like, but, um, and then we also have to remind you that I will be Jimmy Thunder early in Dream Girls at the Youngstown Playhouse in Youngstown, Ohio, directed by none other than my fiance, Trayvon Maurice. He liked it, so he put a ring on it. Actually, I liked it and I put a ring on it because I proposed to him. Anyway, moving on. People, let's remember Very this. Cute is video. A <laughs> <laughs> it's a video on my Facebook page. You can go and see it. Um, remember, this is a safe space and outlet for myself and others to speak on things going on in our lives and our world. This is a chance to share what's behind the mind of the creative versus what the world sees us to be. Because they don't really see us like we think they see us. It's about perception, people. Here, we get to learn, laugh, love, and share. So, people, I would like to introduce to you a little piggy. <laughs> little pig, little pig. Yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Marshall. Hello. Marshall. How's it going? And the crowd goes wild. How are you doing I don't, today? I don't hear the crowd. Oh, he's a little harder hearing people, so uh, remember that, keep that in mind. How are you doing today? (laughs) I'm doing great. How are you? Um, I uh, feel awesome today. I made myself some eggs in preparation uh, (laughs) for the podcast. Did you? Yeah, I did this morning at like uh, 6.30. I I know, that's right. Get that protein and get I know, yeah. I'm actually doing well. You know, I'm a little tired. You want to know what was great? I woke up this morning and... You know how sometimes you wake up in the morning and your throat's like, Ugh. and yeah. I'll tell you, the first thing I do when I wake up, I'm like, uh, okay, it's there. Mm. Let's just make sure the voice is Finding there. Finding your breaks and stuff. Yeah. I'm talking about right as soon as I open my eyes in bed. Yeah. I'm, like, uh, I'm like, okay, I can sing today. I'll be able to sing. <laughs> so I got up and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm still feeling a little, mm, so I always drink water before I go to bed. Keep a water bottle by my bed. So I woke up, I drank a little water. And usually, you know, we have to be to the theater by 11 o'clock. But our call is 11.45, but we get to eat lunch and dinner. dinner So we get there 45 minutes early. And I was like, you know what? I need to lay down. So I skipped a free meal, y'all. I skipped a free meal. Can you believe it? Yes, I said that. Mm. And they know I'm cheap. (laughs) So I love a free meal, but I just had to skip it today. I was just tired and mm. I needed that rest and it did really well. And I also got there and drank some tea instead of coffee today. And I think I'm going to switch responsible. over. The tea was, was really, really good. That's good. I didn't have like any hauls or anything. I was like, um, I'm good. And I thought mm. I sounded pretty good today. Oh yeah. You sounded great today. Thank you. And I had a, call, a consultation with a um, voice teacher like last week or matter of fact on Monday 
I got um I got um a heads up about signing up like the first thirty people who signed up get a free consultation and you know how Ooh, things like that go yeah. where it's like mm-hmm, repost this and you might get a hundred dollars I'm like mm-hmm, yeah no yeah but I got my free consultation and it was forty five minutes and it was wonderful and I literally have. I did take into account what the guy said to me and I've been using it and it was about like placement and stuff. So okay. I felt like he huh. felt like um, in one song I sang in some parts I was singing like, you know, in the back of my mouth and my throat versus like pushing the sound forward. Mm, yeah. So especially in who I be, I've been like pushing that sound out and just kind of like envisioning it in front of me. Mm-hmm. And these are the reasons I wish I, I went to school and why I need to get back into voice lessons because mm. I don't have that visual to understand to fix yeah, it on my voice own. Voice lessons are really great. Um, I at school I I had was luckily blessed to have the same teacher for uh, most of my time there at university and. Uh, the the way that they can describe things and um, really learn your voice creates a really cool end product. Even and in the matter it's, of it's always yeah, and it's always something that you can work on too because you're not just gonna like suddenly right. have a good voice or like suddenly exactly. have this note that you didn't. It's all about progress and um, like something to work towards, which is interesting. And, and that is very interesting. And again. For the people who are very knowledgeable and that can help you and describe it in a way that you can understand mm-hmm. and then give me the same, not the same explanation, but give me like the same um, like visualization. Setup. Right. But for me. Mm-hmm. So it's like everything doesn't work for us the same way, but the end goal is the same. So we'll both mm-hmm. have the same end goal, but our routes, just like life, will be different how, you know, and how they get there. And that's mm-hmm. what makes a good leader sometimes because somebody might be great at understanding it, but not explaining it. Mm-hmm. And we've definitely talked about that a lot in our show about like, you know, people who are in a position of leadership because sometimes mm-hmm. a person gets a job because they're qualified, but leadership doesn't always, <laughs> it's like a class, but. It's not something that you mm-hmm. learn. Learn, you know, like you you can learn like the ABCs, it's... right? You can learn the to be a leader, but it's like one of those things like you have, mm-hmm. or it's just like in it's like you. a quality that's right. a part of your personality, right? So speaking of vocal teachers, you're mm-hmm. the vocal captain, yes, for our show. Yes. So how was it when um when you were chosen? Like when she gave you the job, how did it make you feel? Well, I um it was really surprising to me actually just because I kind of um this was a lot of our first uh shows here with Laco Media. Right. Um and it was very sudden and kind of uh close to when we were opening. Right. And um our music director just said, Hey, like you can keep the show going as to the point where it should remain consistent, you know, and um, you can like play things in piano. She gave me some like pointers about like what I could do. So you uh, had like a, uh, some time with her and mm-hmm. went over things. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. and um, so I have been trying to fulfill that as much as I can. Also, being in the cast because it does put um, me in this situation where. 
I do have to give notes to like my fellow cast members and like my friends. And I don't really feel like I'm in a place of authority just because like, I'm also in the cast and doing the show and right. want you know how the show to be, be good. Like, who are you trying yeah. to tell this to? Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing the same mm-hmm. job. Yeah. Why are you talking to me? But everyone that I have given notes to, um, has taken, take to them, has taken them very, very well and very professionally. And, um, it's, we're blessed with a really great cast. Yes, I will agree. And that's funny because we're just speaking of leadership. So do you see yourself as a, like a natural born leader in situations? I don't know, really. I guess it just depends on the situation. If someone isn't going to step up, I think I can be one of the ones chosen, but I won't necessarily like jump for the leader position at first unless it's like needed. Yeah. Unless it's something needed. Now I will say I wasn't surprised that, um, Becky, our musical director gave you the position as like vocal coach, because I'm sure she noticed, you know, while working with you, giving your parts, that you were the one who was always, you know, had it down, didn't need much help or repetition mm-hmm. and going over it and getting and keeping your part. Also, when we do the ensemble numbers, your voice is one of the voices I can always <laughs> hear. And from the for the whole run, for Thank rehearsal, you. from the start, and I'm like, oh, I know that's Aaron. Like, I can always Thank hear your you. voice. So I wasn't surprised at all. And like you said, when it comes to... Like, when we become friends also, then it makes, like, you know, things a little Mm -hmm. bit more weird. But, again, some people are very open to, um, you know, critiques Mm -hmm. and and constructive criticism. And that's exactly why you were put into place. And I wonder how much of her mind went into, okay, Erin seems like a person who has a nice way or good way of explaining things versus, like, just, you know, kind of poking the bear. Mm -hmm. Or, in this case, the pig. (laughs) So I was pleased with that. And I also um, want to ask, was there any, I don't want to, you don't have to say like a, a name, but were there times that were you like really, were really nervous about having to give somebody a note oh, and you almost didn't say anything? Of course, of course. And um, I am kind of a person who tries to you avoid names. We all love cl- conflict <laughs> um, as much as possible just because I don't like causing dismay right. for others. So I was very cautious just because this particular person was older than me, is older than me. So I um, was just put in an interesting position then to kind of like work up the courage and just to like figure out the right words and um, do it in a professional way that... um, Right, because because of how close we've gotten, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, wait. Because it could come off like was... Or, wait, are you serious right now? Yeah, or, like, are you just like, throwing you, shade or... Because, right, you know, we can... You know me, I can be really shady. Like, you guys, <laughs> I go on and I tell the cast often how terrible and horrible of a job they're doing, especially Freak Flag. Were you... Did I say something to you that first day uh, when you guys came off of um, the stage of Freak Flag? And I was just like, hey, horrible job. You sounded terrible. This is the worst you've ever been. Who are you again? <laughs> I was yeah. hating you guys. It was so funny. I yeah, was so, was you great. didn't think I was serious at first. Oh, day. no, no. I knew you. Because some people were like, wait, was he, was he serious? Especially with the tap number, because sometimes... No, that tap number needed that criticism. <laughs> listen, sometimes 
like you know jokes or humor they draw from things that are um real mm-hmm. so somebody could be that's what like read i don't know if that's what a read is or like shade that's what like i think that's what a read is and somebody can go ahead and correct me and I, yeah i'm in the lgbt community but i don't know what all the details and descriptions are things are changing every day so i think a read is when somebody's like i'm gonna tell you something about you in this way that might be shade. Like, I'm going to tell you, like, oh, well, you look nice. I think that's read. Well, you know what? I'm going to get that on the next episode. We're going to describe what a read mm. is. But So if I tell you, like, your tap is kind of, like, off, you're like, well, it is kind of off. But was he, But wait, is he joking? But I will say that's one of, like, those gems I've had my whole life. I've been able to kind of say, like, tough things to people. Mm-hmm. But I have, like, you know, I'm very a caring person, a loving person, and positive. So... It's I've kind of gotten away with it because they know it's not coming from a place of malice. And it's about intent and how you say things. That's true. I think for me, I also have grown into a more mature person so that I can do that more now. Um, and the, I, since I just graduated, like I will be Shout using... Out to school. Uh, I went to NKU, uh, Shout Northern out. Kentucky University NKU for... NKU and Rice, they have been... Representing, yes. okay? Yeah, well, there's a lot of us here, uh, local. Um, and I think going into, like, the next step for me, I'm, I'm, you know, I have to be a little bit more critical of myself and others and um, be willing to stand up for um, what I think I should do or... Um, like what the script says we should do or right. what the music says that we should do. And that's important to keep that integrity because I mean, it is like also illegal to change right. uh, like so much of a show, but right. like you want to keep that consistent throughout, you know, 50, whatever. It's like um, Chris Beiser said, make sure you guys don't, I don't want to come back at halfway through and see a completely different mm-hmm. show. And some people didn't understand what he said, what he meant. What, what, like what he meant by it. But he was saying that, this is the show you have. It's a great show. And because we're doing it for so long, people might want to add things. And we had one weekend where, you know, the lead characters were trying different things. So there were a bunch of people in the ensemble that just start trying all of these new things. And I wasn't here for it mm. because it really wasn't time for it. And they were trying mm-hmm. to like force it in there. Yeah. And just they, they saw that it was happening and they're like, oh, right. well, that means it's okay for me to do it too. And it was a few people who had like, you know, so, a solo on this song or solo here. And I was like, Hmm. It's not like it made me angry or anything, but no, I was like, it is. A, I mean, you don't really have like the leeway. Also, to vocally that. too. Like, if, like, for example, Sydney had a great uh, interaction with me, and she was like, "Hey, I wanted to um, do this riff in um, Freak Flag." Like, how would I go about doing that? Like, where should it go? And we had a great conversation about it. And then, it, like um, and then, yeah, and, and, and it help. it kind of really was interesting because she allowed there to be a conversation at least because uh, some some of the other cast has just been trying new things. Right. And I mean, we all have been doing that, but it comes to a point where. Um, sometimes the thing that you think that you're changing sounds good. It, it, sometimes it doesn't sound good for the rest of us. And all you can do is is try. Yeah. And if it, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And for me, like singing forever with Sarah, 
Um, she has so much room to oh, do yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was like, okay, I'm about to try this. I'm going to try this. But I really don't even have room in most of my songs to do much, especially Don't Let Me Go. Because at first, I was like, how can I make... No, I don't need to spice up Don't Let Me Go. It's already like the You're hottest already skipping around ever. And it was written that way. So I have no time to try to do like um these riffs or runs in a song that I'm basically singing, talking, mm-hmm. but like there's no time to breathe even. Yeah. And like I said, singing that song with Sarah, it was just like, I was having fun. And I was like, oh, I wish I had the opportunity to do that, but I don't really have it that much. So it's something I have to accept also. I was like, mm-hmm. well, you know what? I don't, I don't get this chance. And I love the song anyway. And I love that she has the chance um, to do that. Mm-hmm. And I love Forever and I love the show. Yeah. So speaking of Shrek the Musical, where were you when you like found out about auditions? Were you still in school? Yes, I was still in school. I was in my last semester. So you auditioned for this while you were still in school? Yes. Mm. Yeah. So it was... Whenever I was in school, I was very... That was 100% of my attention and my kind of mental capacity was just going to school and like doing the show that I was doing in school and, um, looking after graduation, I saw that, uh, Laka Media was doing Shrek because I've been on their email list for, for a while. Shrek was actually, uh, the second Laka Media show I auditioned for. Um, I auditioned for sound of music way long ago when I was like 12 years old, like 10 years ago. Um, yeah. And I couldn't end up doing the show just because of school and because I was still like in like the really important part so of So did you get of, into it? I did get into it, but I unfortunately had to turn down the offer. So I have kept um my placement on the email list, so I'll try to see like what they have going on. And I personally love Shrek. Same. It's one of my favorite musicals. So when I saw that they were doing it, I definitely wanted to audition and Try you out. have been Shrek before. Yes, I have. Was this in high school? Um, yes, it was in high school. I was Shrek when I was a uh, junior um, at Loveland um, High School, which is about like uh, 35 miles away from here. I'd like to see that on DVD. Yeah. <laughs> I have a copy, so if you want, yeah. A copy yeah, it... <laughs> or archive. Yes, yes, no. But. I think it's How did just that a experience help you with this or going into your audition. Mm-hmm. Um I think it was different just because other than Beauty and the Beast, this was the only show that I have auditioned for that I've already like been in and already like knew the show pretty well. So it was nice coming in knowing all the material I needed to know and finding my own audition song that could complement like the music and the style of the show. That's a problem I have is finding good audition songs yeah. because I'm not well versed in so much theater mm-hmm. or different songs or knowing what song is better for my voice versus what I think is good. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, should I just sing what makes me feel good? And I know I'm going to just go in there and have fun with, or should I sing something that is going to accentuate my voice, the top of it, the bottom of it. Yeah, It's so much like stress that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And then, so even with my audition, I thought I sounded beautiful and you know, you walk out and you're still like, Oh, I don't know how that went, but so 
you audition here. Mm-hmm. How was the process for you? Of auditioning or the rehearsal or uh, the audition for you? It was pretty relaxed. Um, I didn't get a lot of feedback from the table, which is kind of normal. But since we were so close in proximity, right. it was a little strange. So that was something that I just noted in my head, not really good or bad. I was just like, okay, they're they're really working hard on right. trying to create the show. Like, I saw them writing stuff down like while I was yeah. singing, and I was yeah. just like, what does that say? Like, Who? I wanted to get close to see it <laughs> so badly. Yeah. So it I felt mean, like we were right on top of that table. So. I mean, we were. Just yeah. Like, like on stage. Yeah, like when we're doing the actual show. So after you sang, you walk out. Did you know anybody else at the auditions? Yes. I knew... A handful of people there was someone um I, like i knew the nku people right. and there was even so you more knew, um did you know of them or did you have you guys interacted before like zach and thomas more zach than thomas but um he's older also yes and thomas just became like just went into his freshman year when I was a senior and I was already one foot out the door. So I wasn't paying attention a lot really to the, to the new people. (laughs) What about Brooke? No, I really didn't know her, um, at all until we started the contract. But, um, there were, there were like more NKU people there. There were just people from, I've grown up here and has have done theater here. Well, sorry, for... guys, that you didn't get into the show. <laughs> try out for the sorry. next one. Yes, try out for Disaster. They already had auditions for oh, Disaster. disaster. No. Yeah. Don't well, there's to always me. next season. Well, I mean, well, they're doing Elf. Yeah, they're doing Elf and they're doing Little Mermaid and right. some I, good shows. I would like to be Sebastian. I'm throwing that out there for all of y'all now. Vote for me, even though it's not a vote. <laughs> But that would be a very interesting casting gimmick of voting. Right. Just have people calling in like, yeah, <laughs> um, we wanted to call in and vote for James Major Burns to be Sebastian. What? There's no vote. Oh, well, we saw this oh, ad no, online. Oh, we saw it. I'm just going to, I'm going to post it. We I'm should do it. everybody. Yeah. Tell them you want me to come back to be Sebastian. I've been telling like the workers here that, and they're like, we don't have a, um, a say. A say. In it. I was like, but if you tell them that I'm really nice and I just had great <laughs> energy, like, I mean, like, why not? Then yeah. Why wouldn't they? I think you'd be perfect in that role. I would love to do it ag- yeah. again, and I, I I did it one time. Oh, okay. It will also be my third time being in The Little Mermaid. Oh, the wow. The first time I was just a fish. And, you know, I also was the guy um, who, like, drove the ship. Like, I'd sing you a song up to... <laughs> Whatever that song. <laughs> and what's funny is, because of, like, how many shows I've done and the experience I have, and being black, we only have few roles that mm-hmm. we can play so now i've done those shows the second time and trey my fiance he ended up being both of the roles that i played Whoa, in the little mermaid and then when we did hairspray strange. it was wow. so it's so funny to me and i was just like wow. it's funny then i'm just like dang we still ain't got no more roles oh. <laughs> so unfortunate and i know really Frustrating, but I that's assume. Why I want to be one of those people who create it. I yeah. want to create roles yeah. for us and other people like me. Okay, so you get the call for Shrek and that you're going to be in it. Where Bing. were you? I was just chilling at home in my, my apartment. So I uh, got the call, and um, I'm a very 
cautious person when it comes to making decisions, even if it's the littlest thing, like where I'm going to go eat, what I'm going to spend my mm. money on, what I'm going to wear, everything really. So I was like, okay, thank you for the offer. Could I have a day to like think about it and call you back? And so um, thought about it. And then pretty instantly I was like, yeah, I think I want to do this. This is how I want to spend my summer. No, did that think process have anything to do with you like not getting the role for Shrek? Um, honestly, yes. That's okay. But yeah, I I know it's kind of like petty and a little drama queen esque to feel that way. But I tried to prepare myself for accepting a role that was not going to be donkey Mm -hmm. had they offered me something else. Yes. Because I really wanted to be donkey so badly. I don't even know anybody else in the show. I'm like, who else Mm -hmm. is in the show? Like who else can I be? Like, yeah. And I was like, watch, you're going to ask me to be the big bad wolf. And my voice is going to be donkey's voice. (laughs) 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 Ask me to be somebody else. I'm talking like donkey. I don't care because they should ask me to be donkey. Yeah. But I literally thought about it. And I also thought about like, even my reaction, I'm like, what if they were like, hey, we want you to be the big bad wolf? I was probably going to be like, yay. Like, that's how I was thinking mm-hmm. about my reaction. So yeah. I definitely understand where you're yeah. coming from there. And I knew that they were going to cast a lot of the leads from New York, New York and from more Bigger prestigious places. So I was like, okay, like I'm... And, and and I'm still a featured ensemble character, so right. I would I would still have fun in and that. Vocal and vocal captain. And, and vocal captain. Didn't know that. So you put that on your resume. Yeah, yes, that's going there. Yeah, it yeah. almost kept me from auditioning mm. when I saw that. Um, I went to look up newsies, and I was like, mm. New York, New York, New York, New York, New York LA, New York. New York. Uh, no, I'm not. Why? Yeah. Why even go? Mm-hmm. And I know that, but still, the confidence that I have just gained over the years. I was like, I know all of these people are from New York, but I am donkey. Like I and I love it so much and I know I can do a great job. I'm like, I don't even care. I'm like, I'm donkey. Like literally, I'm I'm donkey, so yeah. I'm going to audition. Yeah. And it took them five weeks to call me. Oh. Oh, five man. long yeah, grueling weeks. Not but, believe um, that. Ooh, child. You know, mm. you had several steps of depression. Uh, yeah, the acceptance, uh, the denial. The denial, the denial. Maybe this isn't the job for I think for the me. denial comes before the acceptance. Yes. I'm like, you know what? I left. I listened to my audition because I recorded it on a vo- voice memo in my in pocket. In your pocket. I yeah, sure right. did. Yep. And I listened to it on the way home that night. I listened to it. I just was like, I wish you could have seen me in the dark room just repeating. Scrolling past it. Repeat. I'm just like. Oh boy! What did I do wrong? <laughs> Woe is me. Tis life. Yeah. But even if I didn't get it, I'm sure I would have gotten over it at some point mm-hmm. in life. But I couldn't tell you what I, how I would have felt because of I felt like natural. Like I just felt like I was outgrowing like some situations, and I just wanted to be in a more professional setting. Yeah. Regardless if I was in the ensemble or not, because I was ready to get here and, and learn. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to be around people who who do this for a living, who go on tours, who went to this school, or who live in New York City, and they go on auditions mm-hmm. all the time. Like, Corey is a person that's great to talk to about that stuff. He's yeah. very knowledgeable about auditions, and he loves, like, helping. Mm-hmm. He loves giving advice for people who don't know because everybody isn't lucky enough to have the experiences that mm-hmm. he's had. So I'm always like, hey, the other day he was like, you ever heard of this theater in Ohio? I was like, no. He was like, you should write it down. Like, he came to me. He was like, one day before we leave, we're just going to sit down and look over all the theaters in Ohio that you could watch. Yeah, I remember. I was like, I remember him saying that. Thank you. Because I've talked to him about being a little older, getting married. I'm like, I'm not moving to New York City to 
me and Trey and it's like we have a whole life and it's mm-hmm. it's a little different for me now of versus course. five years ago. So he because he cares and because he wanted to, he was like, well, we're going to just look at some theaters that yeah. you can do here or you don't have to go that far. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And he's a he's also a great teacher. And that's great for everybody who's in his life and the kids that he works with. He works great with kids. He's going to be great. He needs to, Disney or Nickelodeon, y'all need to hire him, okay? Give him a job now. Walt Disney, are you listening? Hey, are you listening? <laughs> can Alexa? You hear me? Right. <laughs> but so you got the call. First day of rehearsal was set. When you got to rehearsal, what was mm. your first impression of like the atmosphere and the people, but more importantly, me? Mm. Well, to start off with the atmosphere, I wasn't sure where we were going to be rehearsing. So I was one of, I was the second person here, Ooh. there, and I'm sure you could figure out who the first person who was there. Oh, sure. But of, yeah, of course, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so um, he was, already there chilling and you knew exactly setting up the chairs and then, yeah in. of course and I was like yep that's our Shrek <laughs> and um, so like I introduced myself and it was already like pretty hot and I was like man like we're already gonna be dancing all up in this warehouse and mm-hmm. it's gonna get hot I live for the free exercise though you know? yes cause yeah. I'm not, I don't go to the gym I'm like oh this is gonna be great for mm-hmm. me yeah I mean afterwards I feel great but right. working up to it I'm just like whoo but luckily, since this is, um, like my job, I, I, I've treated as such. So I'm like, yes. okay, well I'm here to do a job. I don't care. Like they right. threw us outside for like a brush up rehearsal and I was totally fine with it. It was a nice it's day. A like you want yeah. to do it. And I accepted the role. I signed the contract. Like right. I, I auditioned. So there's always going to be those moments in the, even in the career of the job you love that it's like, mm-hmm. Okay, this is getting on my nerves, and it doesn't make you a bad person to feel that way sometimes. Just not too many times. Mm-hmm. So you get here, you see Shrek, and people start rolling in, and then I'm pretty sure you're like trying to guess, like, well, who's that person? Yes, because you didn't yes. know who you were yet when you got here, right? I, yes, I did. I didn't know when I got the call. She just said ensemble and possibly an understudy. Oh, okay. and when I went to pick up my script, like. A month later, on my script, it said um, Papa Ogre, Straw Pig, and Bishop for the lines that I needed to learn. So I was like, oh, okay. So now I know, and, like, I can learn my lines. And so, yes, I was definitely deciphering, um, looking at people's faces. As soon as Lucy walked in, I was like, of course. Right. She looks like Sun Foster. Yes. I was like, oh, that. Yes. I was waiting for her. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm like, hey, donkey's black, period. Like, he's always going to be black in the show. Unless they're, if you see a white donkey or a girl donkey, no black people audition, period. Mm -hmm. So I know everybody was like, well, I knew you were donkey. I was like, how'd you know? (laughs) (laughs) What gave it away? Uh, And then Corey, who looks like a Farquaad also. Oh, of course. And he he really is Farquaad. The way that he presents himself and his like joking personality and right. all of that. Um, not so much the evil like King stuff, but right, like you the know, good like stuff about Farquaad, the funny stuff. Wait, yeah. Yes. So as you're going down the line again, so mm. I wasn't there much of the first day. So yes, I didn't see you until I'm pretty sure it was forever when I we were choreographing forever. For yes. 
and I've listened to some of your other episodes. So I, it's pretty much the same story, you know, like we were there, we learned our little thing. I had no, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that's like, oh, that was the first. I didn't realize everybody was there because all I remember, every all I remember is me and Sarah being in that room with Becky, and our dressing room. What is now our dressing? What room. What is now our dressing room? And I remember Sydney and Felicity being there for like background vocals, and then I don't even remember the boys being like. I don't remember mm-hmm. the boys being in there at all. I'm sure they were, but I just don't remember everybody being in there. Yeah, and it's funny because. When I started singing and I just saw people's faces like, oh, yeah. It was magical, James. (laughs) And it made me laugh. It was magical. Well, I'm glad you all I'll never forget it. It was, you open your mouth and we're like, oh. And because of like circumstances and me not knowing how professional everyone else was, where they went to school, I'm like, I need to be, first of all, almost, I want to say 90% of the people in the housing, I went to like AMDA mm-hmm. or another really good theater school. So I'm just like, they're all asking me, what school did you go to? I'm like, I didn't. Oh, what school did you go to? I always say the Youngstown Playhouse Academy. What's that? Oh, the community theater in my town. Nice. And that's why I learned yes. how to do everything. everything. Mm-hmm. And it didn't intimidate me at all, though. No, and yeah. Like, they're all and- younger. And I'm like. I just don't, and I, that, I was so proud of that. I was like, oh, wow. And, and that showed too when you were up there. We all assumed that you're from New York too. I know. And, and I you were like, from oh, no, some from prestigious Ohio. thing. And that that was also shocking too because we were like, whoa, like. Yep, I'm just from Little Yo. Oh, Youngstown, <laughs> Ohio, what we call the Yo. And yo. I just feel like I, it's another thing that I love also because I, I feel like I could be the example to someone else who, feels like they might not be able to do it. Just like I felt like I couldn't do it anymore for getting older, mm-hmm. not going to school or just not knowing certain things and disregarding everything that I knew and everything that I worked on and how hard I worked for, again, the way I, th- I thought other people was, were um, would view me. Yeah. And that's like, I did that a lot with my life, especially growing up with my sexuality. So worried about how the world's going to view mm-hmm. you. And, it, and it's like, well, So outwardly They're going to view you a certain way regardless they're going to call you names no matter what. People mm-hmm. can say whatever they want about you, and you can't stop them. And I try to not be bothered by most things. Sometimes I still get a little bothered, but most of, most of the time I'm like, you know, you're allowed to have your own opinion about me because it's your yeah. opinion. doesn't make it true. Now, one thing that's hard for me is like, even like in my town, if I get into it with somebody and they go tell everybody um, that I did this, like people will just believe them. So I could either sit aside and let them just believe what they want, or I could go out there and defend it, or I could... The reason I started the podcast is so I could control my narrative or having a discussion. Like, I I see people, celebrities who have, quote-unquote, beefs, go on TV shows, sit down in front of an audience and hash their things out and talk amongst each other Mm -hmm. because they have, like, these fans. So I feel like I could do that same thing. And not just for, like... Not for likes, not for everybody to be in our business, but just to see a situation that might be uneasy or two people who have an issue be able to talk about it out loud and resolve it or not resolve it and just go our separate mm-hmm. ways with ex- respect or, you know, so mm-hmm. so that's one of the reasons I wanted to do that. But um, I was very happy to be a part of the show because I was like, yes, everybody wants to be here. Everybody's mm-hmm. professional. I don't have to worry about anything. This is going to be great. And it was, it's been yeah, all of that. It's been very smooth. And I'm very happy. And we didn't have like 
bad shows. You know, not really, no. Because I've ever done a show, and it's not like we had a show where it's like, all right, you guys, like, I know you're tired of it, but you cannot go out there and do that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm say I'm yeah. surprised, but again, I, I've never done a show this long, so didn't know what to expect. But I was like, wow, great job, everybody, thus far. So moving on a little bit, um, how long have you been doing theater? You said, well, you oh. did your audition first since you were twelve. Yeah. Um. I don't really remember. I it was 2006 was my first show, so I was. Oh, what was year 10, were you born? 96, so I was 10. You're still a 90s baby. Yeah. I was born in 1990. That's not bad. Yeah. So 10 since I was 10. So it, it first started with. Um, it was kind of funny how it all started because I originally thought I was going to go into film and like direct. Really? Um, Cause I just love watching movies and like the process of filmmaking and the little Easter eggs and the meanings and the correlations and all and of that. Do you still have a love and passion uh, for of, that? Yes. Yes. And so I thought I was going that way and my mom came up to me randomly and was like, Hey, so, um, I signed you up for this audition for our church musical. I was like, mom, like I can't get up in front of people. Like that's strange. Like I've never done that before. Like I like singing, but like, what is acting? Like how, how am I supposed to do that? And she was like, just do it. You can play the drums like on the soundtrack. Like you can play the drums and then like, just it'll be fun. So when it came to like rehearsing, it was kind of just like a choir class, really. It was just like a church choir putting on the right. show. But then like um quote unquote tech week happened and like the shows happened and I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. I love this. So it just that, like getting that theater yeah. bug for the first time. Uh-huh. So you had saying a while before that, though, you just like to sing. Yeah, our like family is a pretty musically inclined family. Like my parents met um, via like a like a band that my like my dad was in, and my sister is really into singing and whatnot as well. So it's just kind of like a part of the family. Like we're really comfortable at home, just like singing all around. And I never uh, took it seriously though until. Um, until I would say, I mean, I don't know. It's so long ago that it's, it's hard to like think of what I thought was serious, right, you, you know, cause, cause I, I've always wanted to be a, mm-hmm. a singer, a, mm-hmm. a performer. It's the few things that I do remember from like a very, very young age in my whole life. Like I have always wanted to sing. I always did sing. I always sang along to the, the movies I would watch, my mm-hmm. favorite movies always have music in them. And it's, I didn't realize, my mom will always be like, you've been wanting to do this since you were young. And like for me, now that I'm doing theater, I'm like, well, I haven't been wanting to do that for my whole life, mm-hmm. but I have wanted to be on the stage. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to sing. I always wanted to be a part of it. So I didn't realize how my whole life actually was leading up to this moment. Mm-hmm. So, for you, 
you have a musically inclined family, and I kind of did too. My mom can't sing. She, I, my mom is a little tone deaf. <laughs> I love her to death, but I sing in like the church choir as well. Mm-hmm. And my church choir was like, you know, every church has to have a choir. So listen, if you can kind of hold a note, you yeah, have to be you in. were there. Yeah, some some churches have like amazing singers. That wasn't my church. <laughs> I had a lot of fun, but that was not my yeah. church. So what does it mean to you or for your family? Like what kind of support system do you have from your family? Oh, it, it, the best support. And that's really what has made me want to um, like rock it out and do as they much as I can. To do, yes. Like even and going to school for theater? Yes. And that's great. that was something that I was kind of nervous about because around like 2010 it became where like no one was making movies with me and I was starting to do more shows. So I was like, I have to choose between the two and like which career path I want to start. And I had this long conversation with my parents and I was like, you know, like how would that work? Um, logistically me going to college, like, are you like, would that be okay? Because you know, like it's not like a traditional field right and they were very very supportive very supportive that's great because i often do hear from a lot of people in this community especially like my like friends and like black Mm -hmm. people who we more so kind of get told that we have to get a job that's going to be more stable for us to be able to take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. and in this industry we already know like one of my jokes in duloc is uh, when the guy crashes into the wall the guy you know they don't got medical. Oh no! Because we don't have. We ain't got it. We don't got medical. We don't get insurance. Mm-mm. And but we got the YMCA. We do get the YMCA. So and cool. even for like people on Broadway, uh, you know, like so if if you get hurt on the stage or something, yeah, it's covered. But even like big singers and contracts, like their contract doesn't come with like, well, here's your um, Blue Shield, Blue Cross. Yeah. That's what you know. They make all that money. They can go and do what they want, but. Our field doesn't have that. And I wonder mm-hmm. why we don't get it. It's a thing. Theater, entertainment is something that people live for mm-hmm. that aren't in, the, mm-hmm. in this field. But it's what they fill their lives with, whether it's mm-hmm. reading a book, watching their favorite TV show, game show. It's entertainment. It's live entertainment. But they look at it as, oh, well, that's, you're just having fun. Well, what would you do without it? Mm-hmm. It's not the 40s. Like People have TVs in every room. And it's lived on yeah. since then. Kids don't... I, I saw a post on Facebook today of somebody saying, man, my daughter is so weird. She watches other kids play with toys on her phone and, uh, or the, her computer instead of playing, on her, playing with her toys or going outside. She's watching kids play with toys. That is hilarious. Hmm. That's one of the things you would see in a movie about the future. And it's like, wow, they're really doing that. And even for me, I'm like, wow, kids just don't play outside. Yeah. When the camp was going on here, there were so many kids complaining about how hot it was. And I was just standing <laughs> out there like, shut up, shut <laughs> up. Like you're literally at camp with the rest of these kids. I didn't know how they signed up, if their parents made them sign up. I'm like, yes, it's hot, but it's the summer. Yeah. The summer's enjoy hot. It. Like, just Gotta go back to school, it. kids. Yes. So I'm glad that you've had a family that, has been very supportive mm-hmm. of you because that's hard it when is, yeah. you love something and everyone's like, oh, it's kind of like being in a relationship in a way like everyone's like, oh, is that is that your new spouse? Hmm. Hey, 
It's like, why are you treating yeah. him? Why are you treating yeah. her like that? Or yeah. why are you treating him like that? Mm-hmm. So where do you see yourself going? Like you graduated. <laughs> what are your Nervous goals laugh. for theater? First of all, let me ask this question before you get yeah. here. How was the process of NKU for you as far as theater goes? What did you feel like you came in as versus where you ended? Oh, I'm, I wouldn't say it night and day, but it's pretty close. And I mean, even before I went into college, I was doing as many shows as I possibly could just to get the experience. And there came a point where I was like, I could go to college or I could just try to make a career out of this now. And ultimately I was just, my training wasn't there. I wasn't ready yet. So I came to NKU with that in mind. I wasn't going to go there just to be in the shows. I wasn't going to go there to make friends. I was going there to get an education and to um, I'm glad broaden my skill set. And um, I think a lot of my fellow classmates saw that and kind of ran the other way just because I guess that was intimidating, uh, which... Makes which sense, can which Somebody can be, so but I, I don't feel like I'm an intimidating person. So, um, I, but, I, and, and I was always open to make friends and I mean, I didn't really end up with many leaving, but it's just how, how you go. Which you yes. needed and wanted. Yeah. And important. Mm-hmm. Most important. Yes. And I'm, there's pros and cons to every school. I've been telling this to a lot of our younger castmates who are, who have been asking me about advice about, um, college and, um, the right choice and, uh, educational theater in general, because educational theater is its home, its own entity. That's just different than community theater, than professional theater. It's just, strangely different because the way that educational theater shows are cast is, isn't necessarily for whoever's the talented, the most talented to be put into that role. It's really who, who's going to learn from this situation, who needs that like kick in the bud to be like, I'm going to work hard now, you know, it, so it's, it's very, um, more unpredictable. I would, I would say. And for people in that environment, they might not even understand why things are happening. Mm -hmm. I talked to Bridget and she was talking about like losing love and thinking about changing her career to mechanical engineering because she had went probably a year or maybe a little over a year without doing theater because she was getting understudy roles. She was getting the swing role. So now she, um, hasn't had a time to perform. Now she's in college Mm -hmm. for what she loves to do and she can't even perform. Then she went on professional, a couple professional auditions and didn't get them also. Mm. So naturally she's probably thinking like, maybe this isn't for me or like, what should I do? Mm -hmm. Where do I go from here? Right. What do you have to say to people like that? Like, because I didn't know the school that is in my city, they have the understudy gets to at least one show. Or at that's least like great. two shows. Yeah. And that's great. But now when one of my friends is the lead and I want to see her, yeah, I came to see her. That's true. <laughs> okay. Very but true. 
And I, I, I don't know how I would feel if yeah, I was a senior. I, and like, well, the freshman's gonna play too. I would be like, ooh, what? Ooh. I didn't. I haven't been here this yeah. long to only get four out of the six shows. Mm. Yeah. But what what would you say to even Bridget? I'm glad she stayed in her major. Oh, yeah. But at that time, I was like, I don't even know what I could tell a person because it's like, well, just don't give up. I think the first thing I thought of was everyone's journey is different. So I think... And and theater is this roller coaster of a career. There's never... You have have a, a height and then you stay there. It's... Up and down, up and down. There's and there's gets you to seasons. Where you want quicker. Mm-hmm. There's this meme. This one of my friends sent it to me. Samantha Dasher, Sammy J. Shout out to her. Um, and it was, um, they had like this straight road, and then they had a um little roll with hills. But it was mm-hmm. a little game or whatever it was called. It was made out of wood, and they had two balls, and it took off at the same time. And the balls went to the end and came back. And the you would and think the same maybe, amount of time, right? Um. It was this, like the same length, basically. You would think the ball with the flatter surfaces would get there sooner and come back, but those hills, you know, you go up and then you go down, mm-hmm. and you go up quick and then you go down quick. But mm-hmm. And that ball got there first, and it was just saying, like, how that's life and that's how that's mm-hmm. journeys. I was like, wow, a perfect visual for people to understand. Yeah. And I was one of those people. I needed a visual mm-hmm. as far as, like, you know, learning. People all learn different ways. Yeah. I told a friend, mm-hmm. I'm like, you can get a mentor, but you might need a mentor for this situation. You might need a mentor for this situation. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to ask for help or have yeah. more than one. Yeah. Do you have a mentor? Yes, I do. I. It's one of my friend's moms, actually, because I have this really close friend group that I have hung around pretty much since birth really. <laughs> and yeah. And so I was always, uh, around at their house. And so, uh, yeah. And Albin, um, uh, if you're listening to this by any chance, shout well, out to Ann Albin. Yeah. yeah. But she, I would say she's my mentor and I'm, I, I do have like one or two maybe in like the theater world as well, just of, um, past directors and, um, people that have, I've connected with on a theatrical and on a personal level. And what do you go to them for mostly? Did you go to any of them about the decision at all? Were you about to make it for a Shrek? I did not, but I, with and pretty much everything that happens in my life, good or bad, you know, um, we're just kind of like family. So, um, she's a really good and wise person to give me very great constructive criticism. And I trust her and she's known me my whole life. So, and I've known her the whole time I've been alive. alive. (laughs) So I know what she's saying when she says, Hey, that was good. Or, Hey, that was not good. Like, or like, Hey, you shouldn't do that. Like I know. And I like take that and learn from that. Well, that's great. It's great. I'm glad you have somebody like that in your life. And it's great to have a mentor or somebody you can go to for advice, regardless Mm -hmm. of their title that they give themselves for you or you get for them. So it kind of asks you and got off of the topic, but what are your plans or goals for yourself for these next coming years? Oh, boy. I have so many dreams. Moving to New York City? (laughs) Maybe eventually. Not right now. I don't think right now would be a good time for me. Um, I 
pretty broke. So I I don't think I would last a week there paying paying rent. But um, I'm definitely you know like I'm saving up my money. Um, I have some kind of cool, interesting auditions coming up in August. I can't really say too much about them uh, just Theater? because of the yeah, just oh. because of the position that that um, I'm I'm going for. But um, really excited with that. Um, I'm just kind of keeping my doors open. Really, no, um, I'm kind of looking at a couple of shows and like learning some audition stuff just in case I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to go that way or I want to go that way. Right, you got to stay ready. Um, yeah. One of my mentors is uh, Sean Miller uh, who teaches at Loveland and he was um, the director of the musicals and the plays I was in and uh, the director of show choir okay. that I was in. And um, he is a very great friend and um, he's always talked about wanting to like collaborate in some way about me giving back to Loveland in some way is if it's me like teaching a little like summer camp MT thing or like um, music directing a show or like co-directing a show there at Loveland um, which would be really fun as well. And um, so it's just, I have a, it, I'm just kind of overwhelmed because it's like the doors have just been open and I can do whatever I want, but it's just, I have the whole world at my hands. Well, that's, you know? that's great to have and great to realize. Yeah. Like af even after coming here, I already it's have started to feel like I can do anything, but even after getting this and I wrote a line in my, uh, a song I wrote, I said, after I've achieved some success, Regardless of whoever feels that way, like for me, I'm like, I've achieved some of the success mm -hmm. that I wanted to. And now I feel like this new door is open of things that I didn't think I can do and things I have now achieved. And I have to create new goals. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I, I've done now that I played Donkey. Now I need to call Eddie Murphy and get a Donkey movie. <laughs> Eddie called me. Donkey movie, Donkey the musical. I was watching uh, comedians in cars getting coffee last night and uh, the <laughs> the Jerry Seinfeld Netflix show and Eddie Murphy was the next episode and I was watching really? it and I was it's like, oh, yes, it's great. It's great. Um, I'm a big coffee and a big car guy. So, <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I like, uh, what's his name? I just said his name. Eddie Jimmy or Jerry? Fallon? Not Jimmy Fallon. You said Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. How dare you? <laughs> Guys, this has been the third <laughs> Well, that looks at it all the time. You know. right, or right. Aaron, your mic stopped working. I wonder, <laughs> Look, wait, can you hear me? <laughs> episode actually didn't record, and we're not doing it again. Sorry. <laughs> That's how personal people take things. Yeah. Like the Little Mermaid. Mm -hmm. that, I've talked to you about people already. Yeah. But, you know, we don't have to get into it. You know. Oh. Why don't you just go back to your country, Aaron? Oh, like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't even know where that would be. Exactly. Like, you know, I said, I'm just going to start telling people before anybody gets an opportunity to tell me, I'm just going like, to go back you. to your country and they're going to be like, wait, what? I'm going to be like, wait, no, never mind. I thought, sorry, I have to go. <laughs> but no, we will. We are coming to a close. We have to be Aww. back shortly. Um, I wish we had more time to talk and for people to get to know you, but this isn't the first interview. I'm sure you'll have more in your future and you never I know. You might so, end yeah. back up on the third degree. You know, we got that a couple weeks great. left. Yeah. So are there any interesting questions you would like to ask moi? Yes. What 
is your favorite mu- or no, 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 your first musical that you got into and why? Like the first one that you was like, wow, this is like amazing. That, not me being in, but like that I saw you. If you could saw, you could listen, like listen to. I said you could saw. You could saw. <laughs> you could saw. saw. Um. So I can't remember if I saw Grease first or Little Shop of Horrors, mm. but growing up, I, and I, at the time I didn't understand that they were musicals, but seeing those shows, I was like, that was great. Mm. And then I ended up seeing, um, again, I can't remember if I saw, um, those were movies. And then mm-hmm. in m- middle school, my teacher's husband directed, I the um, I want to say Little Shop of Horrors I saw it on stage Sat in that front row And she took me Because she wanted me To experience it And I love to sing And I saw it And I was just like Wow I really like this And I didn't start Doing theater Until I was 20 years old mm-hmm. So I Which is unbelievable <laughs> Right But I didn't Really understand What theater was mm-hmm. And the older I get The older I got I, I I could hear my voice and I was like, this, my voice sounds weird. Like as far as like for black people, I didn't have like this soulful voice with all these riffs and runs. I was like, my voice just sounds weird sometimes when I try to sing and I will always call it like, um, I'm like, this is this type of voice, but Mm -hmm. it ended up being like a theatrical voice. And I didn't Mm -hmm. understand that. So for me, like those early shows that I saw and I will say movies too, um, like sister act was a big one for me, especially sister act two with um, the kids. I was, like okay Hmm. again i'm like i don't know if that's i didn't understand what theater was until i was almost in high school maybe Mm. i didn't understand what it was at all but like grease and little shop of horrors were like the first actual theater shows that i saw Mm -hmm. now they were in the form of movies but still i was oh yeah I'm mm-hmm. like, what is this? Never forget seeing Little Shop of Horrors. I was like, that's the guy from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> like, I know him. Yeah. And one of my dream roles is Seaweed and Danny Zuko. I, more Seaweed, Seymour. I said Seaweed. You said Seaweed from <laughs> Hairspray. I mean, it's like, right, okay, no, I, I like Hairspray. Seymour, because we talk about Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yes. But I would love to be Seymour. And mm. I might not be his type as far as like... Height or how I look, but I'm like I could be Seymour. I could no, be you could Seymour. with the glasses, the broken yes. glasses. I could see it. I love that. Sh- I love that show. I love that show I too. I love the music in that show, and I know the musical on stage is always a little different. But I know the it's pretty place. similar, and I know Grease is a little different too. But I would love to be. Yeah, in those I shows. actually like the stage version of Grease a little bit better. And than I don't the movie. recall there being any like thing about like race and Grease that I couldn't be. In it. Yeah. Or it couldn't mm-hmm. be mixed, you know? Yeah. I don't recall. Even in the movie, it was not, like nothing, even though it was, I don't think it was no black people in it, but I don't recall anything about race. So I'm like, I could do that show. Mm-hmm. One day somebody's going to cast me in it. Yeah. But um, maybe it'll be me. Hey, that's, I say the same things. I'm like, hopefully one day I can hire you. Like, I, <laughs> and I mean that for all of these people, because you know, it's not about what you know all the time, it's yeah. about who you know. Mm-hmm. And I plan on being that person. I want to take my shows that I create on tour. I'm going to be like, hey, are you busy? I, I, that's one of my like in game goals. That's one of my big goals that I have. Of course, I want to be a performer. Of course, I want to be on stage. Mm-hmm. But the overall, I'm like, I want to have my own business. I want to be able to give people opportunities, and I want to help us flourish. Mm-hmm. Any more questions? Hmm. 
What is one musical that you just don't like? Hmm. I, I feel like I should know this. Um, I really can't think could of. Could be controversial. Could be not controversial. We could stop the recording, you could tell me. You could leave it on a cliffhanger. <laughs> I can't. I, I feel like I won't say musicals that I don't like, but there are definitely like golden age musicals that everyone's just like, Ooh. that's amazing. That's great. And I'm just like, honestly, yeah, that's Oklahoma for me. I, I, I respect what it did for golden age, but past right. that it's so repetitive and so old that it's just kind so of, I can't really, I can't really think of one. If I remember, I'll tell you and then I'll put it on like on okay. my next episode, but I can't really think of like a musical where I'm like, Oh my gosh, turn yeah. that off. But there is, like I said, there's certain golden age musicals that I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand what the like the, what the point is. Hurrah is, and especially again for me being a person of color, I'm like, I didn't get into these shows because one, I wasn't into theater, and then I'm like, there's nothing in it that relates to me, mm. especially during a time where I'm like, we were just we're not there. So I was like, I don't know, or even for voices, I'm like, they sound terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the original cast of a chorus line. They don't sound that great. I love you guys, but <laughs> the first time I heard Richie saying, give me the ball, I was like, oh, no, you, no, I'm going to keep this ball. You need to go back to school. But no. You want to let the people know where they can follow you on social media? Sure. Um, it's a little disappointing. I don't use social media very often, mm -hmm. but... Not in today's world. You better on, get on it. Yes, I know. On Instagram, I believe it's uh, out of RAM. Um, o U T O F R A M, I believe. I think. I don't know. And then my Snapchat is AARON96, which is um, A Y E A Y E R O N. That's funny. I'm glad you spelled that out for the people. 96. I know it's kind of confusing. So I hope those are right. I have a feeling that the Snapchat one isn't right, but I guess we'll see. Well, his name is Aaron Marshall on Facebook. Aaron Marshall, so yeah. I'm on Facebook. Um, I don't have a Twitter. You better get with I, the times. I know. I I guess that's for our next episode to talk about. you can be discovered about. anywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and I am working on my website, though. Shout out to Thomas. He... he uh, Got me rolling on my website game. Well, y'all so. over there paying for websites. Don't forget that Facebook lets you create free fan pages. Yeah. Until I get that money for that website. Because right now, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep my my social media because I want a website also. But every time I think I'm going to do it, I'm like, I don't even know what to do. Mm. So I'm going to keep my social media. And the money I do have, I'm going to put into other things. What I really want to do is like with my music and stuff, I want to make um, visuals. Mm. To the music that I have um, Everybody listen to my Not My Megatron challenge what is, Which is inspired by Not My Ariel So <laughs> make sure you listen to it Nicki Minaj had a Megatron challenge And it's on my Facebook and it's on my Twitter And it's Facebook, on my Twitter, Instagram So y'all go listen to it But besides that um, I have a new outro so I'm going to say my full name And then you're going to say your full name Okay. And then we're All going right. to say goodbye Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been James Major Burns and Randall Aaron Marshall. Your middle name was Aaron? Yeah. You looked at me like with this. I <laughs> am gagged. How many people in the cast know that? Not very many. Most, like, there's like two people in the guy's dressing room whenever I get my check and like Ashley and then 
Yeah. Well, of course, and then the, that's it. See this, uh, people. Let me tell you something before we leave. I hung out with this guy named Donald for almost a year before I realized that his first name was Frank. And I used to be in his house and his mom would yell, Frank, I thought they had an Uncle Frank who had died or something. The whole Frank. time he was Frank. I'm like, who's Frank? Mm. They're like, Donald, that's his real name. I was like, <laughs> I feel like, no, I'm like, no, if you know my government, I need to know your full government too. <laughs> wow. Well, you give it up for Randall. Uh, yeah, Aaron Randall. Aaron. Oh, my. <laughs> Yeehaw. Not to be confused with Randall from Recess. Uh, or Monsters, Inc. Exactly. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a surprising moment for me. I know. <laughs> you all have a Surprise. lovely day. Thank we'll see you. you. Bye-bye. Bye.